And so this was the team that I saw from the beginning. As soon as I talked to Matt about it, um, I knew that it was something something that I could not do and do as well as they did by myself. And that was the the biggest concern about taking this series over. Um, you know, for Cow Pie Classic and for Dirty 30 and for a lot of races, the gravel series um, has been a great thing for for those races and like john talked about being able to impact the communities um and so to take something away that has been vital to those races growth um it would be the exact opposite of what anybody would want um and so trying to make sure that we do a good job and getting the right people and i think that we do have the right people From KOM Cycling and Michigan Midpack Media, welcome to the Dirty Chain Podcast, the podcast that covers the cycling scene from the viewpoint of the Michigan Midpack. I am your host, Trevor, and on this episode, we talk about this year's Michigan Gravel Race Series with new series directors Joe Cantwell, John Lohman, and Raymond Pashir. If you are like me, one of the many reasons cycling captured your attention was the incredible community that surrounded it, whether it be in a mountain biking road cycling or, um, in this case, specifically gravel cycling. Uh, in fact, the origins of this very podcast was a way to explore and discuss and celebrate uh, that very cycling community. Locally, one of the best reflections of that community that I've experienced has been through the Michigan Gravel Race Series. For seven years now, uh, the Gravel Series has brought together multiple gravel races in a point series type competition throughout the state of Michigan, giving riders and racers of, uh, of all levels um, season-long motivation and exposure to a wide range of Michigan cycling events. So it was definitely pretty big news late last year when we heard that series founders uh, Matt and Jenny Acker announced that they would be stepping aside. Uh, But not ending the series, but rather passing the baton to Joe Cantwell, John Lohman, race directors of the Cowpie Classic, and Raymond Pashir, race director of the Dirty 30, both races uh, uh, having a history with the Gravel Race Series uh, for a couple years now. With that change in leadership, uh, and assuming there would be some other changes, I wanted to get a chance to talk with John and Joe and Raymond to hear what they had in store for 2024. Um, what's new? What's staying the same? But mostly, I wanted to give you, the listener, um, a chance to get to know these guys better, hear their story, and how each of them are passionate about cycling and supporting the many opportunities um, uh, and supporting the thriving uh, gravel community throughout the state. 
Um, so let's hear it. Let's get right to it. Uh, the Michigan Gravel Race Series for 2024. Gentlemen, thank you for uh, your patience as I work through some technical uh, <laughs> issues. But we are here in Ionia, Joe, at your uh, at your gym summit. Uh, what's the full title? Summit Personal Training. Reach your peak. All right, <laughs> we're here at a Summit Personal Training. A very cold afternoon, snowy, single digits. But I think our our mind. Uh, at least mine is on a long, uh, dry, warm gravel road. We're here to talk about the Michigan Gravel Race Series and uh, lots of new things. Um, we have Joe, John, and Raymond here. Um, before we uh, really dive into all of this, all three of you have a history within the um, Michigan gravel scene. And why don't we just kind of introduce each other? So uh, why don't we go around? Joe, you want to start? Um, and then we can, uh, after that, kind of talk more about the Michigan Gravel Race Series. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, yeah, it's kind of hard to know where to start when you just talk about something that you've been doing for a long time. Um, but, it, you know, the freedom machine that the bike is when you're young and... Um, just riding around and exploring on gravel roads. And I just started racing like six or seven years ago. Um, and I didn't turn back once I started, I had a lot of fun with it. Um, as soon as I started, but for me, um, no matter kind of what I've got going on, being able to get out on my bike has always been kind of a great release and then started the cow pie classic this will be our sixth year um six years already yeah that's, that's crazy. wild <laughs> um and so which yeah you know we came on um and talked to you about cow pie six years ago now was it that and it yeah, yeah the wow. whole setup of everything it just time goes by so quick yeah def definitely um and so yeah coming into this year having um you know, being co-director of the gravel race series, um, you know, honestly, it's just all a little overwhelming <laughs> once, um, you know, Matt got a hold of us to see if there was interest there. Um, because him and Jenny were thinking about doing something or just kind of trying to manage their own time. Um, and you think back over the past little bit and you're like, am I really the right person to, kind of go after this um, and keep it the same that it has been because what the gravel series has done for gravel racing in Michigan um, and then comparing it to other gravel race series across the country is huge. Um, and so, and Matt and Jenny did all that work to get it to, to where it was. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know how much that actually introduced myself. <laughs> That's okay. Um, uh well, let's let's but I want to get into that uh of course in this whole conversation but let's kind of keep keep moving here John I know that you entered the picture the same time that Joe started or both of you I guess started the cow pie classic correct yeah it was actually here in this gym um I had I've been doing gravel races for quite a few years okay. I remember um 
uh, pulling my bike out of my car with my Iceman plate on it. Oh, very and nice. Cutting it off and putting the Barry Robay plate on it, <laughs> <laughs> which uh, didn't didn't bode too well for the race. But um, <laughs> I've been doing gravel races a long time. I did some of the early Barry races from out uh, out by the state park there when mm-hmm. they started there before they were downtown. Uh, I, my origins were really with mountain biking, and I I had come in to train with Joe actually. And Joe had just done a promoted a 5K race, and uh, I said, you know, I always think Ionia would be a great place for a, a gravel race, and uh, he took the ball and and ran with it, and uh, I helped him with that. Um, it's a privilege to be able to be a part of that race and to see it grow. But that's really Joe's Joe's work at stake there. Um, I fell in love with gravel racing because. Uh, if you um, if you look at any of my results, you'll see I'm not the fastest guy out there. Um, there is a John Loman in Holland, Michigan, that is very fast. <laughs> Sometimes I like to claim his times, but um, uh, and I've gotten a few of his medals in the in the mail. But uh, I'm not that fast. But I just love the camaraderie. Uh, I've made friends through the gravel racing scene. Um, it just has a different feeling. It's it's uh, it's just a real special feeling. The people are there. Who are they're so friendly and they're out to not just race but many of them to ride their bike um on the cow pie we have a, a rider who takes pictures the whole time and you think it's a race and then he puts up his race report and it'll have 150 pictures of barns and sloths and <laughs> everything else <laughs> and uh, i think that's cool that's what makes gravel racing really fun to me is um the camaraderie and, and when you come into us a, a small community like saranac or ionia uh, a race in this community makes a big difference to the community. Um, I, the farm that, that uh, was the first farm that we rode through was a farm that I um, hunt on. And uh, in talking to the owners of the farm, Doug and Amanda Powell, they talk about how it used to be they never saw bikes going past their farm. And now once spring hits, there are gravel bikes riding past their farm and we know they're riding the cow pie course and getting ready for the cow pie and that's just really exciting to see and all the money that that can bring into a community like Ionia is really important so that's really why I love the gravel racing scene I love the people and what it can do for the communities yeah that's fantastic and speaking of communities you mentioned Saranac Raymond um, you've been running uh, the Dirty 30 out of Saranac for quite a few years now how many years has it been going on I think this year's uh, 2024 is going to be the seventh year. Seventh year, okay. We're going to have that, yeah. And um, I, I started um, when I moved to Michigan um, after college. I, I started uh, mountain biking a lot, so that's kind of how I started my my biking was was mountain biking Yankee Springs and Fort Custer with a bunch of friends. Um, I also competed in a lot of triathlons, um, and then eventually got into timing races. Um, so I started off timing triathlons, uh, running races, not very many gravel races, but well, when I started timing the gravel races, um, it was a little bit of a different scene. Um, riders are a lot more laid back than triathletes sometimes. <laughs> um, so really enjoyed that scene. Um, I got to know some other gravel riders um, and wanted to start a race um, that was pretty close to Grand Rapids, so I found some, some good uh, gravel roads near Saranac um, and just kind of started that. Uh, started off small, 16 miles, 30 miles. Um, that was before I um, got any exposure to the series. Um, 
I, I'd seen the value in being part of the series. Um, so I, uh, you know, there was a lot of work that I put into um, producing a quality race um, because it has high requirements. Um, so eventually I was let into the series with Matt and Jenny Acker. Um, and then I saw some, you know, some great growth with the Dirty 30 uh, last year. I, the first year we had almost 100 riders. Last year, um, in 2023, we had about 800. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's been some great growth. Yeah. I, I feel like with both of your races, um, it seems like it's been pretty quick growth. Um, and I was thinking about this, and this is probably another conversation, but I feel like both of your races saw some, probably some growth or popularity throughout COVID because there were a couple races that actually tried to to go on and try to figure out ways to to happen uh, during COVID, and and I think that helped. And in speaking of, like the series itself, um, I think is a, a combination of a lot of different races, um, just like Cow Pie, just like Dirty Thirty. Of of I mean, of course you have. Uh, Bear Roubaix, but not of course not everything is Barry Roubaix. It's the the meat of it, the the foundation of the series are these uh, smaller smaller races from local communities. Um, but uh, we don't have to talk about the COVID thing right now. But <laughs> but uh, but Raymond, uh, before we move on from you, um, and then you you've also uh, been kind of a part of uh, timing several of other of the races correct i mean not maybe some like i know coast to coast it's not part of the gravel series but um or is it it is yeah. it is it, it is, is. Yeah. okay sorry yeah. my my mistake um yeah. but yeah i know you timed that yeah. um so not only are you running your own race but you also have um a, a part of the community as a whole and now this is a whole other chapter of of that same thing right yeah, um, when I, you know, I, I started off, I think one of the first races um, outside Dirty 30, I think it was the cow pie that I timed, that was in the gravel series, I, I think. Um, but yeah, the, um, what, what was your question? I, well, the, yeah, it's just, I, I see, let, let, let's kind of like pivot from here yeah. and talk about like why the three of you are, are, oh. are three people that um, will take up the reins of the gravel series and are the, the right um, people to do the job. Um, we've established that you've been a part of the series already and that you've uh, put together races in the past. And then Ray, I was just saying, and, and also outside of just a single race, Raymond, you've been kind of part of the series as a whole, timing different races. And I'm sure a lot of people, whether they know it or not, have come across you at the at the tail end of a race or um at least looking up their times <laughs> but um yeah i i think uh when i first joe um let's go back to late last year and i think that's kind of you you said yeah I, this is you you were telling me the news of of um the fact that you're going to take over the gravel series um and that's it was a that's a big it's a big news. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's big news. And um, initially when I thought about it, I'm like, those are, they're, they're big shoes to fill. Um, it's a, a lot of organization, of course. Um, and of course you have the personalities of, of Matt and Jenny that, 
that kind of help everything along as well. Um, but uh, I, I knew it would be, it would definitely be big shoes. I think since you told me about that, um, I, I don't know if you mentioned that John was going to be on board and then, then now that Raymond's on board. And then now it, it seems like more of a team effort for the three of you, which makes a lot of sense. Um, so how did that all, what, what, as much as you can talk about how that all happened? And, yeah. Um, um, I, well, I got a text message from Matt when I was just getting ready to leave work. Um, and he asked me to call him about the gravel series. Um, and that was it. And um, most of the time that I talk to Matt, we find each other on the same group ride or, or whatnot, and we end up spending some time together that way. And so for him to text me and say, hey, give me a call, and it was out of the norm. Um, and my over-magnifying mind um, thought that it was going to be a bad thing right away. Yeah, they're going to kick you out of the race. Yeah, some, something, <laughs> something's going on. Um, and so, you know, and he brought it up and – right away said hey would you have any interest in taking over the gravel series um i was obviously worried about how much time that would be um and so i got a hold of john right away um knowing that we've got completely different skill sets that we can bring into it um and then in the initial conversations with john we immediately talked about bringing raymond in um and so john and i moved through the process with Matt and Jenny. Um, and then as soon as that process was done, we contacted Raymond who was already aware that all of this was happening. And so this was the team that I saw from the beginning. As yeah. soon as I talked to Matt about it, um, I knew that it was something, something that I could not do and do as well as they did by myself. And that was the, the biggest concern about taking this series over, um, you know, for, Cowpie Classic and for Dirty 30 and for a lot of races, the Gravel Series um, has been a great thing for for those races. And like John talked about, being able to impact the communities. Um, and so to take something away that has been vital to those races' growth um, it would be the exact opposite of what anybody would want. Um, and so trying to make sure that we do a good job and get in the right people. And I think that we do have the right people. Um, and have you, I mean, I know, um, of course, Joe and John you, you work on uh Cowpie classic, but Raymond, you've kind of, you, you guys kind of co do some, some other, like, uh, I think like, is it like the, yeah. some we, bear claw or some other, uh, other races? It seems like you've worked together in the past with some things, so the, the partnership makes sense, right? Yeah, we've done quite a bit together. And even from the beginning with us having different or two gravel races 15 miles apart or whatnot, um, we never viewed each other as competition. And we always thought that we could benefit each other by doing what we do well. Um, and so we've been able to do some things with our races. We made joint purchases to increase safety at the finish lines and things like that. Um, and so that cooperativeness that we have always had, um, and because we work well together, um, you know, we organ, we work on a gravel grinder, maple river gravel chiller, um, together and then we were doing a mountain bike race in Cadillac um but 
it, that was just another one of those things that you have to weigh out how much time that you have and where you're focusing your efforts at. And for either one of us, the Bear Claw Epic Race wasn't a spot that made sense for us to continue to put that much time in. We were super happy that we were able to find somebody to take over that race. And so oh, good. there'll be information coming out from the new race director on that. And we gave them everything that we had um, as just hopefully that that race gets to continue. Um, and then we do the fat bike race in February up in Cadillac. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, we have a lot of fun working for working with each other. Um, and it seems that people that come to our events have, have a good time at them. Yeah. And Joe, you mentioned this, like it would be for, for so many reasons, um, losing the series would be hard on the local races and would be, uh, difficult for I mean, just the, the communities, um, the, the people that want to experience the races and experience, um, just, um, all the different, uh, diversity of, of, of races. So I think it does, it is important that someone takes up the, the reins and, um, I, 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 I mentioned that, that it's, it's big shoes to fill. I do want to say within this short period of time, um, I want to commend the three of you for really working hard already to create, um, some opportunities, whether it be on Zwift, some, some, uh, some group rides that way, um, or just, uh, keeping the communication going, um, on social media. I think that's super important and needs to continue to happen. So good, good job. Good on you for, for, for keeping that up. Um, it's those big shoes. <laughs> it is those big shoes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I wanted, I wanted to, uh, give the opportunity for people to hear the, the news uh, the, it, I'm sure they've heard it already, but then maybe hear about any new things, any new races, what else, is anything going to change? What's going to stay the same? What are the expectations that people should have um, coming into to this year? Um, by and large, it'll, on the surface, it'll remain unchanged. Um, and a lot of the setup as far as how points work and, and stuff like that we feel works really good. Um, one small change was to the bonus points. Um, there's still 30 bonus points total available, but you have to do six races to get the 30 points instead of three races. Um, can you do a quick, like, not just about the bonus points, but I know it's staying the same, but I think one of the real popular thing about the gravel series is, is all the different categories, um, that you're not only competing against the fastest people, but you can compete against people your own age. Um, can you explain how that breakdown is um, and the different types of, this is probably old news to a lot of people that understand the, or have, are familiar with the race series, but like just talk about the short course, the long course, the ultra course, and then like the breakdown of the, the categories. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the ultra course is by and large a hundred miles or more. Um, there's a couple races for all of these rules that kind of fall in gray areas. Um, and so there's things to accommodate that. Um, and for the ultra course, you get three main scored races. Um, and then the bonus point set up after that 
for any any extra race you might do right and how so many, and that how the, many ultra are on the on the schedule there's seven ultra races okay, this that's, year that's a lot um and there's a couple applications that are there and so that might be something in 2025 that we see a little bit of growth in um but that's kind of part of what we've spent a lot of time talking about um is 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 growth of the number of races in the series actually the best thing um sure, or that not. Makes sense. and so just really trying to make sure that we make thought out decisions on that kind of stuff um and then the mini short and long course series all have the same scoring system and so you can get four races to be scored um, for the overall standings, but you can use five. Um, if you want to be in the overall standings, you probably, you'll have to get five races in. Um, and then after your five races is when the bonus points come in. Um, and so you can get up to 500 points for a scored race. Um, and then for the bonus points for a total of 30, uh, spread over six races. Um, and the idea is, is to just give people a reason to get on their bike and race a few more times in the summer. Um, you know, if somebody comes in and does one or two races and really enjoys their experience, we want to kind of create a setting where they want to go do some more of that. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, I don't know if maybe Raymond has okay. something to well, add on the screen. I, I, yeah, I just wanted to add in. Um, so we've got different categories within some of those distances. So we've got the, uh, single speed fat bike tandem. We added new this year. Is that? correct yeah then we got Clydesdale Athena and Clydesdale um is a category I, th I think if you're 220 or above and then Athena's for the females what's that weight 165 I, I want to always say 165 but yeah. double check yeah. that before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 so that allows um you know if, if you've got a different bike if you've got a fat bike you can race against other fat bikers which makes it a little more fair yeah and, and fun and and then there's age group categories as well right um, yeah, and we do, we're expanding age categories quite a bit. Um, and that was kind of part of, we needed Raymond <laughs> to be able to do this. Um, it, because how Matt used to do the scoring, um, of pulling it off of an Excel sheet, but we, for as many categories that we have this year, it would have just taken way too long to do that every week. And so Raymond's been able to link up the programming to be able to put out results in um, an extremely streamlined fashion. Oh, that's that's great. Yeah, and one, one thing I forgot to add is that I've been working with, you know, for the races I time that are in the series, I, I work with Matt pretty closely. Um, at, at the end of every event, I send him a spreadsheet in the format that he likes. Um, so I'm pretty familiar with what, what he, he wanted. Um, yeah. So hopefully going forward, um, I'll be able to communicate with the other race directors um, to communicate with their timers to make sure we get the data uh, as clean as possible. That's that's great. Because um, I, I know that had to be uh, – I can't even I'm, – I'm not a spreadsheet guy. So, I, it, you know, it, it, they they would usually give the results in a, in a spreadsheet that you can just uh, search. Yeah. And, and, and he explained, like, how he did it to john and i and i still can't tell you how I did it. <laughs> that's that's great so so what are um i know that there are some new races um can we talk about what what new opportunities there are i mean i 
uh, Joe, you, you mentioned this. I think one of the great things about the series is it gives that little extra push or motivation to get out and experience new races and maybe, maybe get out to a race that you weren't, maybe it wasn't on the, on the top of your head about something you would, you would go check out, but you need that extra race to, 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 uh, compete or you, you just want a few more points. So you go check out a new race and Hey, it's a, it's a cool experience to see that. Um, so what are some of these new races that are on schedule? Um, so we had, well, actually, I'm going to pronounce it Durande Van Grampian, but um, we need Raymond, we need Raymond to yeah. pronounce it real quick. Durande Van Grampian. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's a Dutch name, and so Raymond speaks Dutch. Um, I just learned that before the podcast. <laughs> Um, and so we're excited for that race. Where's um, that out of? That's over near... All, all the way on the east side. Yeah, um, north of Detroit. Yeah, about a half hour north of okay. Detroit. Um, and then, you know, it, that race, go back to, I was going to jump to the next one. Um, but that race is put on um, by, it used to be Mitt and Velo, and I can't remember what their new name is. Um, but it's a, a well-known cycling team, and every time that I've rode with this group of guys, they're they're solid um, and they're courteous to the riders around, and you never remember remember them for doing something dirty to you during the race or, or whatnot. <laughs> and so I'm excited to see what these guys bring to the series. Um, and then the other race that's over there, that's a completely brand new race, is Road to Hell, um, and that one is kind of in the same area as water moo um yep but it still fits the need to have some more races on the east side of the state um and part of that came from with matt and jenny building up the series of just they're from grand rapids um and one of the things that matt did really great is keep a really strong community of, of people just riding and so you know he, always available to go find them at a group ride somewhere or whatnot. Um, and so it makes sense that that side of the state got built up faster than the east side of the state. Um, but most of the population of Michigan is on the east side of the state. And so we want to see growth over there. And that's, we got a lot of positive feedback from the races um, that we did add in. And the goal is, is the same thing that we talked about. You know, if somebody can drive one to two hours to go to three races then they might be willing to drive two to three hours to go to those extra two races um, but if they've got to drive three or four hour races to get or three or four hours to get to all of their races it, it makes a lot more expensive travel um, and so we really think that putting some more races on the east side of the state will um, just help out competitiveness in the series overall yeah certainly um and then do we have any other i was just gonna say it's and and we love having these new races come in but and joe's a pretty good stickler for this it's not about the number of races i mean we want to see that grow and we want to see some geographic dispersion with that but um we want good quality races race race promoters who know know what they're doing put on a safe good quality race and that's just as important to us yeah john i I think this was kind of talked about earlier with the, the safety aspect and um, the, I know there's, there's probably an expectation and I would hope there's an expectation that um, most of the races in the series, safety is the number one priority. Um, 
well organized is an, is a number one priority. Um, so it's, it's good that they are vetted and they have been previously vetted. And I'm sure you guys, uh, the three of you being involved in your own races have a criteria that you are trying to set for yourselves. And then you want to make sure and set, uh, for these, uh, these new races coming in. Um, and I think that's, you mentioned about the, the East side. I think that's, it's great to have, you know, a diverse, um, as diverse of an area of, um, of races to pull from. I mean, I, I know that if everything was, <laughs> if everything was in the UP, you know, this would, this wouldn't really be, <laughs> that's, <laughs> but, but the fact that there, there is something that like is in the UP or like that, then, um, is Moran part of it this, this year? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I know a couple years ago, Mer the one six, six was the, uh, was the end of the, the race, like kind of like the, the final, um, even though it wasn't the final race, maybe it was the final, the, the final of the series or something. And so I think it got a lot of people up there to experience that race that maybe wouldn't have been up there, you know, uh, if, if it wasn't the case, but, um, very cool. So the, the two, are those the only two new ones for the, for this year? Those are the only two uh, completely new races. There's, um, and I would I would have to look to see which races all added in um, the mini series. But that's another area that we were really encouraging race directors to add in um, races for the mini series. Um, and it kind of like what John talked about of trying to be something for every rider that's out there. Um, and we feel like we can provide a benefit and a positive experience for every rider that's out there. Um, like the it, whole range of, yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. you know, the, um, well, uh, Jesse Seaman last year won just about everything that he could win. And, you know, he rides over 300 miles a week and, um, that's more than I ride per week, even in my busiest weeks. Um, and not everybody has that kind of time and not everybody is going to be that competitive when they show up to a race. Um, but there's a lot of people that work full-time jobs and have families and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and they can only get on their bike for maybe 30 miles a week. Um, but it's still fun. We still want them to come out and but, have a good time. But in my mind, like that's what, that's who the, the majority of the, the races or the events are for it's 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 not for a, a pro or amateur pro or someone who devotes all their time it's for the the normal person who just who wants to go have a a, a fun day on a bike um and and i think to have more opportunities for them i mean that's where uh that's where the numbers are going to cut that's where the that's that's the that's the uh, foundation of, of the whole thing. Um, how is the, how has been the communication with the other race directors? Um, Cause it's a huge, it's not just the three of you now when it's a whole series and a lot and different race directors and a lot of different, um, uh, a lot of different people in that, in that sense, how's the communication been with them on the, on the, this exchange here? Um, it, it, for the most part, I think it's been pretty good. Um, and when it hasn't been pretty good, it's not even really anything that I would like put on a race director. But so we started emailing hot and heavy, like early November, maybe end of October 
time frame. And so races that are getting that aren't used to kind of like kicking up their stuff it may be a little early <laughs> um and so we had to kind of personally reach out to a couple people that had fall races of like hey you need to check your race email um kind of thing but once we got all of that stuff taken care of everybody's been great um yeah. as yeah it's been a good time cool and i think it helps that between the three of us there's a relationship with most of those race directors good you know we we know them from previous races yeah. and and again, yeah. it helps that you're already part of the community, already yep. uh, part of the gravel race series and the gravel scene, that you're not just three um, no-name people that that came in from Ohio to, to, to put this up. <laughs> um, very cool. I mean, if, is, there, if there is, uh, is, is there anything else that's new for the series that you are looking forward to? And if not, that's okay. Um, Um, is the mini new? Is that a, a new thing? Or the is... mini series was started last year. Okay. Um, and you know, just like you talked about, there's 19 races in the series, and so whenever, and we're learning kind of this as we go. Like when we start something new, um, and then you get a hold of everybody, and you have no idea like what kind of a process each individual race has to go through to get new things approved. And so I think that was part of us seeing so many races like coming in with a mini series this year um, with last year, it was the first year that it was there. Um, and so hopefully the, well, the, the growth that happens on that will partly because of it starting last year and the work that Matt and Jenny did to, to grow it. But um, I think for me, I've always been excited about that aspect. Um, and I mean, I like to ride my bike fast, but I'm a personal trainer by trade. And so what I really get excited about is people finding something like that, that they can latch onto and make some good personal changes in their life. And if you have fun while you're exercising out there on a bike, then the chances of you going out and exercising again. Um, and so it's been a neat thing for me to combine the two worlds and see, um, you know, that new person come in and get on a bike and get excited. Um, I have a, like a client that comes in that's in her seventies. Um, and she races all the time now and rides with her daughter all the time. And neither one of them had ever been on a bike before until they started doing some of our gravel races. Um, and so even just like that new friendship between a mother and a daughter, um, you know, those are the really cool things. It's cool seeing people go fast too, but yeah, the people that, that come in like that is really fun. Yeah, absolutely. And this is, you're segueing well into, um, kind of how I wanted to, to end this, but, um, how do, and I want to hear from all three of you, how do you see this season as a success for the gravel series specifically? Um, and I think that like stories, like you just said, Joe, of, of people, uh, experiencing, um, and being healthy and getting out on, on the bike. I mean, I think that is a, that is a win. And if the gravel series helps that and it has in the past and I, and I know it will continue to, I think that is definitely a win, but how else, how else, um, are you, are you seeing, are you hoping to see the gravel series be a success this year? Well, I think Joe and Raymond come from the promotion side, pr promoting their own gravel races. So they focus more on the, the actual race itself mm -hmm. and, 
um, and the experience for the participants. My background is more um, business oriented. I did. Uh, I got to know Raymond and Joe um, by doing sponsorships through my old employer, um, and I we did sponsorships for um, Barry back in the day. Uh, we've sponsored Lowell. We've sponsored Calpie. We've sponsored Raymond's Race, and uh, so I look at the Gravel Race series, and I think there's a lot of potential for promoting this series and using the series to help the individual promoters promote their races. We, we can be a partner to them. Mm-hmm. And we, when we grow, they're going to grow. And when they grow, we're going to grow. So we need to really work together and help them have the most successful races they can have and yeah. really be that, that kind of marketing partner with them. Sure. And, and maybe create some new resources uh, for all these individual races. Exactly. That's great. Yeah. Raymond. <laughs> I was trying to formulate how I was going to put this. Um, um, when you promote a race, you're going to have a lot of positive feedback, and you're always go- you might have some negative feedback. And I kind of enjoy the negative feedback because you're talking to people that um, may not have been on a bike before. Um, they may not like bicyclists. Um, so I like to talk to them after the race and just kind of get their point of view. And um, I just like to share the love of biking with them and, you know, whether or not their opinions change or not, it's, it's worth explaining why we like what we do. Um, and I really, um, I used to be kind of crazy on my bike when I was young and now I'm a little more cautious because I have a family and kids. Um, so I always want to explain to other people whether, you know, whether in their cars or whether they're in, in the area of, you know, whether like residents of Saranac, um, that, you know, we have a right to be on the road. We, but we also want to make sure that we follow the rules of the road. Um, yeah, and just set a good example for other cyclists. Yeah. So, and already, as you're saying, you've, you've kind of been doing that with your own race, but now you know, it's, it's a, it's a bigger, uh, it's a bigger stage, I guess, for you, and uh, you're, you're going to be able to, you know, spread that gospel <laughs> in a little, <laughs> little larger, larger stage. So that's that's great. And uh, uh, Joe, do you have any other um, any other goals that you would like to to share? Um, yeah, I mean, there's always numbers. Um, <laughs> sure. And so there was 500 people in the series last year, um, and we really think that we've made some steps to make the series more inclusive overall. Um, and so we hope to have 750 people in the series this year. And we think that that's a reasonable goal, um, from the 500 that it had had last year. And, you know, Matt and Jenny had shown growth from year to year and COVID kind of makes things a little bit different, but, um, you know, the, the series has had fairly strong growth over the last seven years, and I think this will be the eighth year um, for the series itself. And so, yeah, we, we're hopeful for 750, um, and we'll just kind of yeah. see, see how that goes. Um, I did just think of one more change, and I'll probably think of more after the fact. <laughs> um, but one of the things that we're going to do 
is allow people to sign up the day of for the first three races. And so if somebody signs up for Barry Roubaix and goes out, has a great time, hasn't signed up for the series yet, we're going to have a tent there. Um, if they Even go, after the race? Yeah. Oh, so, wow. That is a big change. So if they come in and they, they can sign up the same day of the race that they just completed, um, and they can do that for the first three races of the season. Okay. Um, we did really appreciate where Matt's rule on that was that he just didn't allow it at all because you want competitors to know who they're competing against when they go out. But we feel like the super competitiveness for the top end of the series doesn't happen until four or five races in. Um, and so we hope that we can do that. And yeah. And I don't think that's necessarily, I under, I understand the, the previous rule as well, but it could be someone going out at the dirty 30 in April, April, right. April. And, uh, and saying, I thought this was going to be my only race, but I'm having, this was a, a blast. I want to do more of these. How can I be a part of something? And then maybe, maybe it's the, the experience of one of the races that, that gets them to, to join. And I think that's, that's smart. Um, and, uh, you segued well again into, into this, um, hopefully this episode will come out before the, uh, registration opens, right? Cause it's, it is the, I don't know, what is it, the 16th today or something, the 15th, 15th today? Uh, sure. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but um, is it the 20th where registration opens? Yeah, registration opens January 20th at Saturday? 8 a.m. Yep. Saturday, okay. And uh, hopefully this will come out maybe the day before or, or a couple days before. And uh, is it just still on, is it bike reg? And the, is, yeah, is that um, how it was before? Yeah, so we have uh, bikereg.com slash Michigan Gravel Race Series. Um, but we really encourage people to go to our website first um, because it has all the rules and details and um, race schedule and things like that. And that's michigangravelraceseries.com. Okay. Um, pricing, you want to talk about pricing at all? or? Yeah. Um, we raise pricing from $12 to $15 um, in before this and now i'll say it the other way i always said that the michigan gravel race series was the best 12 dollars that you can spend in cycling um and now it's the best 15 dollars that you can spend <laughs> in cycling but matt hadn't raised the price it's been 12 dollars since it started yeah um and so realistically things just cost a little bit more um it, but it's not just going to be a price increase too we are going to try to increase the rider experience um over the course of it um and then we do have an increment price change um right before the first race of the season it goes from 15 dollars to 20 dollars okay. to join so there's a little benefit to to join yeah now. a little bit benefit yep. to join early um and then also we've worked it out with 14 different races to give a discount code to everybody in the gravel series um and so as soon as you sign up for the gravel series you're going to get discount codes that give you all of your money plus more back oh wow yeah there that's the idea of, of working with the race promoters to have both of us be successful so now when you register for the gravel race series you'll get codes for 14 or 15 different races and get five dollars six dollars whatever off on that race entry so the the cost of the actual series can be made up yeah. by racing a, a few more of the races smart yeah. that's great um and it was cool to get you know the race directors um 
to support that right away. Nobody came back and had anything negative to say to us about it at all. It was, um, you know, everybody thought that it was a good idea. Great. Yeah. Oh, and I I was just going to give a kudos to Joe for um, what he does with his cow pie race uh, uh, with the calf series or the, the calf race. And that's for young kids, oh, and yeah. and that's on a rail trail, or it, it used to be on a rail trail last year, and it's going to be changing to downtown. Yeah, and part of, I think, my personal training coming into gravels racing, um, of, because I see families trying to work out together, um, and so we started doing a free calf race for kids twelve and under, um, and it got super popular, and a cool thing that I've seen because i've been doing that free race for five years is now in the last couple of years a lot of races are putting races like that out there for the kids um and you know that positive feedback that you get from people that just gives you goosebumps um you know hearing that families came out and they had a great time then they had a great time watching their six-year-old ride and the six-year-olds got the biggest smile on their face with a medal in their hand and it's just it's cool and it's neat to see um kind of other races picking up on that kind of stuff um and that kind of collaboration will be easier now um than what it was before and so hopefully you know there's areas that there's definitely definite spots for growth um and yeah i don't know if we would ever do like a kid series but it is fun to see sure see the little guys out there the little girls out there racing hard and competitive yeah because yeah, that's uh, you know if if they like riding bikes at, at that age who knows they might enjoy riding it when they're older and yeah. so we're going to do that this year at the dirty 30 as well um great and then i've i guess you talked about goals of the series um and this is kind of a far off off-handed goal but talk about the the front edge of the series of the competitiveness that is there and um i've noticed as a rider that riders are getting a lot better at riding in large groups in gravel um i feel safer in the front peloton now than what i did five years ago because i feel like the people there um are kind of racing that way so yeah the side goal is at some point in time there's going to be a kid that comes out of Michigan that's going to be on the USA cycling team and they're going to cut their teeth racing against the front edge of the gravel series. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Communities build, um, from the grassroots and, and then continue to, to grow and grow and grow. And absolutely. And that kind of stuff doesn't happen because Matt's in charge or Joe's in charge or John's in charge. That kind of stuff happens because you have a whole community of, race directors that really care about promoting their sport um and without that then we wouldn't be in the situation that we are and so that cooperation i think um has been important to get to this point and it's going to be important to move forward yeah i'd say your your chances are pretty good with it coming out of michigan because i think we can sit here and say we are so blessed to live in michigan with a cycling scene races like the Iceman, which are second to none, Barry Roubaix, the largest gravel race in the country, yeah. and all this thriving racing. Um, I think most states are envious of what we've got going on here in yeah. Michigan. And that's, for me, that's what makes me really excited. I feel really privileged to be able to be a part of such a cool racing scene as what we have here in Michigan. Yeah. Now let's keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. Gentlemen. Uh, I got to throw out a quick shout okay. out before I close. <laughs> um, my brother's a huge fan. 
every time that he comes down, he's like, you got to tell Trevor to do more podcasts. <laughs> and so he's going to be super excited that there's another podcast out. Um, it, but I feel like I can do some pretty physically hard things. But when it comes to mental toughness, my brother is where it's at. And that guy triple crowned in one year last year and didn't tell anybody. Oh, in the same calendar year. Yeah. That's, that's impressive. <laughs> um, and he's the... I ran cross country and track in college. Um, and so I've always kind of done cardio, but he bought me my first bike because he wanted to ride bikes with me. Um, and nice, you know, that's how I got started. Um, and yeah, my brother's always been a great example of how to go and have fun on a bike. That's cool. It's great. Had to get that in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, congratulations on this new endeavor for the three of you. Um, I look forward to a thriving gravel race series this year. Um, and best of luck on that. Best of luck on your individual races as well. And yeah, thanks for just, thank you for explaining um, a little bit of the, the, the new things to look forward to and, and then uh, kind of talking about your own background and, and what people can expect for this year for the gravel series. And again, congratulations, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks, Trevor. Thank the Dirty Chain Podcast is a Michigan Midpack Media production in partnership with KOM Cycling, the source for your bike accessories and necessities. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Dirty Chain Podcast. Email dirtychainpodcast at gmail.com. If you are enjoying the podcast, please leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you use to listen. Audio editing and original music by myself, Trevor Gibney. A huge thank you to Joe and John and Raymond for uh, joining me on this episode and talking all about Michigan Gravel Race Series. And thank you all for listening to the Dirty Chain Podcast. And as always, keep your chain clean, but get your chain dirty. We will see you in the mid-pack. <laughs>